appearance and arm her delicate sensibilities against further assault, didn't I have a moral obligation to do it? Especially when it paid so well. Hey, a girl has to eat. Besides, I, Seal Halligan, aura adapter extraordinaire, happened to be pretty good at maneuvering past roadblocks. Well, as long as they aren't my personal roadblocks. Those I tend to suck at. My job is made possible by a tiny genetic quirk. It's all about altering energy on a biomolecular level. And if you happen to be born with the trait for it, well, let's just say interesting career opportunities abound for enterprising adapters. I glanced back at Billy, who'd moved on to making a big show of pointing at some sort of marmoset, a golden lion tamarin, according to a nearby sign, and saying to Molly loudly enough for me to hear plainly, That one reminds me of Seal. Tiny and fierce and likely to fling poo if provoked. I managed to keep from rolling my eyes. Barely. Billy, my best friend and honorary cousin, my mother and Billy's stepmother were sorority sisters, cute, huh, had a habit of showing up at my job sites and lingering in the background to annoy me. Why had I thought it would be different just because this time he was supposedly assisting me? I refocused on Mr. Brown. Beads of sweat glistened beneath the few strands of gray hair stretched across his pink head. Normally, D.C. was cooler in September, but Summer apparently hadn't gotten the memo that it was time to leave. He dabbed his forehead with a handkerchief, giving my rear end a temporary reprieve. Why don't we get out of this sauna, he said. Huff, puff, wheeze. My office is air-conditioned, and I keep it cold enough to make you shiver. He winked, reaching out again. I sidestepped him nimbly, pretending to sneeze. I perfected fake sneezing at an early age. It beat the heck out of fake stomach aches for playing hooky because you could eat ice cream without making your mom suspicious. Undeterred by the possibility of germs, Mr. Brown readjusted his aim, following through to his target. God, if anyone ever tells you a job is easy money, run the other way. Thelma was a referral from a non-adapter buddy of mine. Actually, Monica was more Billy's friend than mine. He's the one who'd had a gargantuan crush on her back in high school. But I'd had a soft spot in my heart for her ever since she'd failed to get sucked into his gravitational field. So I'd agreed to take the job on short notice. Quick fix, collect my not unsubstantial fee, sayonara. It went against my grain to take a job without a thorough investigation of the client. I pride myself on being completely familiar with all aspects of a client's life before going in to fix whatever the problem happens to be. But, since this job didn't entail dealing with anyone who knew Thelma well, I figured it would be okay. I removed Mr. Brown's hand from my backside and wagged a finger at him. Not the finger I wanted to wag, but since Thelma wasn't the type to flip off any man, much less the one who was dangling the Fawn's board membership over her head, I held back. Restraint is an essential part of the job. Uh-uh-uh, you naughty boy, I said, which he somehow mistook for encouragement and came at me again, this time with both hands. I blocked him with my own, giggling nervously, just as Thelma would have. The paycheck, seal, think of the paycheck, engaging in what amounted to an absurd game of patty cake. Cheese. bashful clients were the worst. If I could get through this interview without whacking Romeo upside the head... I would have earned every freaking penny Thelma was paying me. Feeling the impulse for violence grow, I threw a panicked look at Billy and Molly, 
who were apparently so entranced with the diminutive golden-red primates hopping freely through the trees that they didn't notice me. They wore radio collars so the zookeepers could keep track of them. The marmosets, I mean, not Billy and Molly. Though, honestly, that might be something to consider in the future. I leveled the glare at them, Billy and Molly, not the marmosets, that I wished I could direct toward the dipwad I was doing the deranged keep-your-hands-off-my-ass dance with. Molly caught on to my dilemma and tugged on her brother's sleeve. Billy finally focused the telephoto lens of his outrageously expensive camera on me and Mr. Brown, grinning in a way that suggested he was enjoying my situation a little too much. The ants, I decided. The honey and the fire ants. But not until after he gave me the evidence I was going to need to convince Mr. Brown to recommend Thelma for her board position sans any hanky-panky. No, blackmail isn't, strictly speaking, an attractive behavior. Or, you know...